Welcome to For the Record Podcast number 122, on time and on schedule as promised. Uh, This episode is with Callan McKay, the lead vocalist for a really awesome up-and-coming rock act called Stacked Like Pancakes. They were, the first time they were ever introduced to me, they were kind of in the vein of like a ska band, and Kellen and I talk about that a little bit and how they've really grown, but um, they've come such a long way since the last time that I had seen them and had gotten to hear their music, but they have a new record that's coming out um, later this year called Strange Creatures, and it was unique because they did a Kickstarter for the whole album, and they set a goal of $100,000, and they they made it, which was really, really awesome to see. Um, it's cool that we live in an era where you don't necessarily, you don't always need a label depending on the act that you are. There are some acts where a label can help, and then there's others where it, the genre can be a little bit more niche, if that makes sense. Um, so it was really great to talk to Kellen and to kind of see how they were able to work within that uh, within that business model and um yeah so we're just gonna jump right into this uh happy friday everybody and this is for the record 122 with kellen mckay of stacked like pancakes enjoy I I appreciate that. Um, like I I and I understand the sentiment. Um, <laughs> um, what uh, what do you? I mean, what do you do for like? What I guess what's your day job other than other than the band? Yeah, so I work for a realty company. Um, I'm a leasing professional or leasing consultant for residential apartment communities. Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right. No, I I feel it. I understand the the want to, like, I mean. The day job is always essential, but it's it's nice to have a break and be away from it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's always tough coming back from tour too. Oh yeah, because you have to. I mean, you have to adjust back to that schedule of. Um, yep. Oh, we're not gonna be. We're not touring and going to a city every day. We have to go back and do the same thing we do every day until God knows when we're back on the road again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I, the first thing I wanted to say was congratulations on, on funding the Kickstarter. I was really excited when I saw that um, it got um, fully funded, and I'm excited to hear Strange Creatures. Me too. I am <laughs> I am equally, if not hopefully more so excited. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge relief. Yeah, I mean, is it just pretty much at, at from the moment you launch one of those projects, like when you launch a campaign like that, is it pretty much just – 
anxiety all the way through or are there backup plans for what happens if it doesn't fully fund like i mean what's the i guess what's what's the thought process when you're going through something like that particularly when you're asking for something like a hundred thousand dollars to fund an album yeah so um the the way that i i go have gone about my career is i don't like to have a backup plan (laughs) um i just have plan a and i do it I mean, it's, you know, plan A was uh, funding this Kickstarter, and I did it during case in point. You know, there. so it, I think part of my mentality, even to my own detriment in terms of, like, my mental health, <laughs> um, uh, part of my philosophy really is to just not, is that if you have a plan B, you'll use it. So I just, plan A for me was the Kickstarter, and, and we did it. Nice. I mean, that it's it. You're setting yourself up for success when you do that. You, and yeah, then in exactly. the and then basically, I I've seen a lot of uh, when I I listen to a lot of other podcasts and stuff like that, and kind of hear other people who have success within entertainment, and a lot of people say something very similar, which is if you set yourself up for for a backup plan, you're probably just going to fall up on the backup plan. When in reality, you should do what you I mean do what you said which is you set yourself up for one plan and then if things don't go the way that you want it to you address it then and you go with it but you don't worry about that you just you have the the mindset to just make sure that it you get it done yeah that's absolutely correct that's yeah that's that's how I've managed my career and it's obviously working to the furthest degree so I'm I'm content we have a funded kickstarter (laughs) absolutely has I mean, has there been any material already written, or was this like was was this kind of a thing where you said, okay, before we even start writing and pre doing pre production and all this, we want to get this funded first, or have you guys had material you've been sitting on and now it's just the idea of getting into the studio because you're going to be working with Matt Squire, just getting in and recording. So I uh, I've been writing this album for the last year and some months. Nice. Um, and prior to leaving for this tour that we just finished, uh, I had just just about finished uh, workshopping the songs with my band. Maybe like one or two songs needed a little bit more work, but for the most part, um, uh, all fourteen songs are written and ready to go into the studio. Nice. Well, I mean that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that was one thing that I want. I, I, I was. I, I wanted. To, I wanted to be different from the last time we did our Kickstarter. You know, with our last Kickstarter, we we announced the album, but we didn't have any. I mean, we had some songs written, but we didn't have anything to give to people to say, like, "Look, this is what you're you're you, this is what you're looking forward to." Like with this Kickstarter, we had a single that we released, "Hollow," and yeah. you know, I I said, "Look, the music is done. We just need to get into the studio and record it." And I want to do it this way with this producer. So I think there was a lot more. I think that helped kind of supercharge it to where there was a lot more to offer to people immediately in return for their pledge to the Kickstarter. Yeah, because then they're not just dropping down money and being like, well, hope this sounds good. Um, good luck. Yeah, I hear from yeah. people all the time about oh, – sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I hear from people all the time, like not just uh, – music and album related kickstarters i hear about people who pledge to a kickstarter and then they forget about it for like two years and then (laughs) all of a sudden whatever they pledged for that item is finally maybe created 
I, I didn't want to be a part of that. I, I mean, I, I have promised to, I, I have promised that the songs are written, and that's true. They're all, I mean, for the most part, all written. Um, and we've already put out one song, and we are scheduled to go into the studio at the end of this month. And as long as all goes well, uh, barring any hiccups, we'll put an album out by the end of this year. Awesome. How did you come about working with, I mean, the name Matt Squire stuck out to me immediately because of, um, I mean, he's worked with, you look at his, he's one of those producers where you look at his roster and you're just like, holy shit, you did that? Oh, and you did that? Yep. Okay, wow. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Fever You Can't Sweat Out was the first thing I'd ever heard him do, but I, how did you guys, how did you guys meet? How did you get the idea to work together? Well, it's interesting. So he's from this area. Um, first of all, so he's from, well, he's from Beltsville, um, and he, his, his, he did some work, uh, before A Beaver You Can't Sweat Out, and then, um, that was kind of his, his breakthrough, I guess, in the music industry, and mm-hmm. then shortly after that album with Panic, he moved out to L.A. and did L.A. for almost a decade, um, and then he had a couple kids, and he said to himself, uh, he didn't want to raise his kids in L.A., um, you know, he loved that area and the career opportunities that he's had. And you can look, again, look at his Wikipedia page and see all of the artists that he was able to work with in that scene. But um, he moved back home a few years ago, and uh, so now he's here. He's local to us. Um, so the way that we got connected with him directly is, aside from him being local, is um, he basically has sort of like an understudy, but he's also a friend of ours, um, Eric Taft. He's an excellent engineer, great producer, um, and a great guy. And we worked with him on uh, a single and some demos that we've recorded in the past. And I said, hey, and he's also, um, he like, uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly what his title was for the new Under Oath album, but I think it was engineer or co-producer or something along those lines. Yeah. So he works very, very closely with Matt Squire. Um, but uh, we did our demos with him, and I said, hey, do you think you could pitch these to Matt Squire and just see what he thinks? And he did, and then I got connected with Matt, and then he said, yeah, I really think I can help with your vision for these songs. And we had some more phone calls, and we met up and talked about the album and started recording 45 and Hollow with him, and things just felt really, really good. So I committed to him, and uh, um, I committed to that Kickstarter. That's fantastic. I mean, and it's I mean it's clearly paid off um, with the with it getting fully funded and all that. So you guys, to go back on something you said, you guys are going in um, to the studio this month to record. Yep. Awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, so with something like that, hollows out of the way. I guess what is the first thing? I mean, with with giving away as much as you can that you guys are going to be working on? Is there a specific batch of songs, or is it just is it more like kind of an operation of, okay, we're going to hammer this out at this point, we're going to do this, 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 and then by that time it'll be done? Or are you, I guess, what's the process, the, the plan? I think um, typically we'll, we'll do some scratch track for some, if not all the songs, and then uh, just so that, Kevin, uh, uh, my drummer, he has something to play along to. Yeah. Uh, usually, in any recording situation that I've done, you always start with drums, and that's what we've done too um, uh, with our music with uh, Matt Squire so far. So, I would imagine that Kevin would probably lay down like 
four, five, six songs, and then we'll work with that, and then I'll probably lay down four, five, or six songs, and then we'll work with that, and then the same thing. Um, um, oh, but before that, though, we'll probably go into the studio for, like, basically a live band session and workshop the songs and field out ideas from Matt. And I think that's where he really shines with his um, experience and on-the-spot insight that he can offer to a song. And I remember when we first got into the studio for that live session with him, um, he was sitting in the corner of the room and we were running through Hollow and he made like like three or four seemingly tiny changes, but they ended up being like monumental in terms of like the overall sound and feel of the song. And after that session, I really... I, I realized that how valuable he is as a producer and I wanted um, more of his insight and more of his um, combined vision for, for my music. Out of curiosity, what were the, like, what were some of the subtle changes that he, that he recommended for that song? So uh, one of them was the tempo. Uh, the, the original song was actually about 10 clicks slower, um, 10 or so. Yeah, something like 10 clicks lower. And with that change, um, the, the he changed up the drum beat. It's kind of got this like almost hip-hoppy feel now. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel hip-hoppy because the song is, itself is not anything close to being hip-hop. But I remember him saying those words, and I was like, I isolated the drum, cut, cut, like that. I remember him kind of like beatboxing that. And I was like, yeah, that does kind of feel like like the roots, like kind of hip hoppy, something like that. Yeah. And so he changed the drum beat, and he changed the tempo. He bumped it up like ten clicks or so, and then a couple other structural changes, and all of a sudden, it's like this brand new song it took on this whole new life form. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just like that's a, that's such a small little thing, but it'll change. It's like sometimes when you hear, I, I think that the way that I'm likening it in my head is when. I hear a band's like completed song on a record and then I go see them live and they play it in a different tuning or they play it in just like a slightly different arrangement. Like they've tweaked like maybe the speed of it, maybe something, and it makes it just this whole new like it's just this whole new experience and it, it, it reinforces not necessarily what the song is about, but the experience you're getting when you watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally relate to that. And I think what's beautiful is, um, you know, an example from our last album, the song Laughing At Me. Um, we don't play it the same way that it is on the record. It's the, the song itself has been tweaked. It's a little bit faster. A lot of, like, little, like, subtle changes, but overall make the song just a, feel a lot better. And I think what's really happening is that change is happening before the song is going to be released so you know that it's going to be the best possible version of this music not like waiting until after it's released because we have his insight and he can kind of uh you know um accelerate the process uh and and get these songs to the best possible form so it's exciting it's very very exciting yeah in your opinion as a songwriter, um, this might this might sound like kind of a broad question, but it, but it, it can it can expand into something a little bit more. How would you say that the material on strange uh, on strange creatures is gonna differ from 
the previous record you'd put out. Basically, it, whether it's maturity-wise, uh, like style-wise, what whatever it is that you feel is different, and I guess how would you say that you've, I guess, grown as as a, as a songwriter? Yeah, so uh, there are a few things that come to mind. I think one is that, you know, well, going back to the first album, I wanted to be in a ska band, and I wanted to write ska music, right? And I loved ska bands. I loved Real Big Fish. And I, I, I think it, it should hopefully have already been clear with the last record that we put out in 2015 that I don't just love ska music anymore. Um, there, there's all kinds of music in the last record. So to me, uh, the 2015 album, This Is Us, it, it, was, it was more of like a discovery of what Stack Like Pancakes could sound like. Um, and I think with this album, I'm, I've, I've really defined the sound of Stack Like Pancakes. And I, it's, it's exciting. Um, so, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, uh, uh, (laughs) you're all good. You're all good. Again, sorry, I lost my oh no, you're all good. It was about how you'd say you've grown as a songwriter and how and the difference oh, between yeah, okay. yeah, the difference between like the material on This Is Us versus uh Strange Creatures. Yeah, I think with with This Is Us, um there are a lot of like just random silly topics with the songs too. I think with Strange Creatures, to me, I'm 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 certain that this is going to feel like a cohesive album where all the songs are maybe not um, connected, uh, uh, you know, strictly to the beginning and the end, and they they are literally connected by how the songs begin and end. But I think there's going to feel, it's going to feel like there's uh, a linearity to uh, to it, to where uh, the album as a whole, it sounds cohesive, and if you took one song out of it, um, then it wouldn't be the full picture. Um, whereas with This Is Us, um, the songs really, it's more of like a collection of 15 songs. It's not, they, they don't have any kind of connection with each other. To me, Strange Creatures is an idea itself comprised of 14 songs. Um, so I, I think with that idea of, of working towards uh, being selective for uh, you know being selective with my songwriting to um, you know not even work on songs that I know aren't gonna be a part of this picture that I'm painting. Um, I, I think people are gonna feel it and hear it as they listen to the album straight through. Um, and with my songwriting too, uh, as a part of that like pre-selective process, um, I, I think there is. Definitely, I feel that my songwriting is a lot more mature. And also, I think the word I would attribute to it is worldly, mm-hmm. um, in in the sense that, like the you know, where I guess uh, our single release forty five, it's you know, it's about the president, it's about politics, it's about Trump. I'm not really gonna be getting so much into politics with this with any of the songs in this album. Maybe I'll hint at it a little bit. But um, it's 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 more um, it's definitely more worldly and and about 
I think it also kind of tells my story a lot more. You know, with with the last album, I was trying to tell other stories and made up stories and and uh, uh, fictional stories. But with this album, I got really, really personal with some of this stuff, and I think people are going to feel that. And um, it's it's almost it's a little terrifying for me, actually. Um, but I just I feel I, I know and feel that I need to do it. If it's terrifying though, as a, as a singer songwriter, it you kind of you kind of know that it's the right thing to do though because you're saying this thing that you're like maybe I shouldn't be putting this out there but it's going to make me feel really good when I do and you're getting yeah. like it's like you're it's like you're on to something yes that's exactly it yeah yeah um what is the I'm I'm curious what does the term strange creatures represent um for the overall theme or the overall idea of the album um so the uh, hmm, I don't know if I can fully answer that yet. Okay. But I, I think people people are going to uh, what I will say and hint at is when people see the album artwork cover, I think that'll that'll uh, make a lot more clear uh, where the the you know the the album name came from. Gotcha. No worries. Um, well, the other question I had for you was in regards to uh, touching a little bit more on the writing for this record, because I was, um, how do you approach, uh, I guess, how did you approach writing this album in the sense of, did you just kind of sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write all this and then I'll bring it to the band and then we'll work it out? Or was it more, I guess, of a collaborative effort? Or I guess, I guess what's, the, what's that process like for you when you're getting ready for whether it's any if there is any kind of a formula for stacked like pancakes or if it's just, uh, if it's kind of different for every release you guys have done. Yeah. So the way that it just happens to be is that I'm the, I'm the sole songwriter for the band. Gotcha. So I, I write everybody's parts and, um, I'm usually very, very private with my songwriting and I, I need to be in my space and, and work on things until usually it's about like 80, 90% done. And then I'll present a, a full picture and give everybody their parts, and we'll kind of I'll kind of coach the new music at rehearsal, and we'll we'll run through it, and then I'll tweak everything from there. Sometimes it takes, sometimes it's per, like maybe not perfect, but sometimes it, it sounds great on the first run, and then sometimes like actually there was there's one there's one song on this album that I basically it was the first song that I wrote for the new album, and I've it wasn't until just before it was basically a year that I was tweaking it um, making small tweaks and adjustments to, to get it right so um, but that's basically the process I'll write the whole song and bring it to the guys and present it to them coach them and then um, we'll kind of go from there gotcha um, what do you with as much as you can say because I know you said you couldn't reveal anything about necessarily about the title just yet but uh, so I don't know how much this question plays into that but what do you hope people take away from Strange Creatures when it does eventually reach listeners um, in the future? That's a great question. I hope... I hope especially that... Hmm. 
I hope that people won't. Um, sometimes I feel like people. We even, even like people in our hometown or people we look up to kind of put a cap on, like in their minds on how successful we can be and how big of an artist we can be. And sometimes it feels like we've been continually having to, um, you know, break through brick walls to to make statements about how successful we are and fight against people's opinions and perceptions of how successful we are. So I hope we reach a point with this album that we can just, whether it's numbers in sales or whether it's numbers of, of you know people in the crowds of, of coming to shows or how many shirts we sell, I don't care how it all adds up. I just want people to not put a cap on us anymore. I want us to be... I want Stack Lake Pancakes to be a household name. Ultimately, is what I want, and uh, and you know, it's it's already. I can see the future. I can I have the vision for the future, and I can see us selling out much bigger venues, and I can see the, all of that happening with this music from this album, Strange Creatures. So I'm looking forward to all of that, and I'm looking forward to 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 giving our fans uh, a great album of 14 songs that have been produced by one of the best producers in the world and um you know we can all, all uh, us and stack light pancakes and our pancake nation can all continue to spread the word and love about the music and get more and more people to shows and and it'll just grow from there is it fair to say it's kind of like the calm before the storm right now i think that's fair to say yes fair enough um, last question for this. This is a super broad question, but I give that preface because I ask it to every artist that I do an interview with and the way that I close it out. So, um, the question is, what does music mean to you? Uh, I, I don't know. I, like, I don't know how to answer that because <laughs> if I didn't have my if I didn't have my music, I don't think I would be alive. Hmm. <laughs> can maybe can can that be my answer? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's I mean, that's the beauty of this question is that it can be as shorter as long as you want. Everybody, everybody has something that is something. It's somewhat cohesive, but it's every answer is very different. So that was yeah. that was perfect. That was perfectly said. Um, and uh, lastly, where can people uh, stay updated with the band? Where can they follow you online uh, and get information when Strange Creatures um, eventually makes its way onto shelves and helps you? And I mean, takes you guys into the next level of what I I can guarantee just by hearing you talk about it. Just a very successful career. Um. Well, thank you, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, people can, um, we welcome everybody into the Pancake Nation. Um, it's, you know, it, it's it's filled with, with loving and caring people. And our, our fans are like our friends. Not like our friends. Our fans are our friends. Um, and so we welcome everybody who wants to wants to join in on that. Um, you can go to stacklightpancakes.com. And on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, the handle is Pancakes. Um, and you can also join the mailing list too through our website, and uh, that those would be the, the immediate ways to to 
to kind of stay on top of um, any new release information. And also, um, stay tuned because in a very, in probably two weeks, maybe less, uh, we have uh, an announcement that we're getting back on the road sooner than you think. Awesome. Well, um, I will be sure to get this up. I believe this is actually going up next week, so I will send the link over to this so everyone can keep updated with you guys. But, Kellen, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Cool. Appreciate it. Thanks for chatting. No worries. Take care.